Today's daf is Ksubis daf Choftes. We are at the beginning of a new parak, another classic parak, the third parak of Masach is Ksubis parak Elunayris. Today's daf is being learned as a schos before Shalem of Bracha Golda ben Chana Shendel, and today's daf is being learned to Elun Nishmas Chayim Malazar ben Yibadol Chayim Reb Shimshon Aryeh. So parak Elunayris is one of the more lumdisha yeshiva prokim and chas, and the backdrop to the parak are the ideas of the oynes and the mafat. So just to chazer a few psukim in the Torah that we're all familiar with, as divrei hakdam, the pasuk in Parshas Kiseitze says, "Kiyimtso ish naira besula asheloi oyrasa." If a man is going to find a naira, very important word. Besula, also very important. Ashaloy Eirasa, that wasn't married. Utfasa, Chapter, the Shachav Ima, and he was Baal, her, Baoynes, the and then they were found. So, what's the punishment for this person? The Baal has an obligation to give the father of the Naira 50 Kasef. Additionally, he has a mitzvah, like any other mitzvah, to marry this woman, assuming she wants to. If she's not interested in marrying this man, certainly there's no mitzvah. But in the event that she wants to marry him, he has an obligation to marry her. As a result of the fact that he caused her all this pain. Additionally, there's also a loisase that says, Ordinarily, a man that gets married, if he wants to divorce his wife, he has a right to do so. But this person who was forced to marry this woman, also has a loisase of So these two psokim and parashas kiseitse are what make up the parasha of the ma'anes. Again, What's a ma'anes? Someone that forces a woman to be ba with him. The parish of the ma'anes is nogeya in the event that the woman was one anaira, two absula, three ashaloi oirasa. She wasn't married. If she was married, now we're talking about anaira murasa, now we're talking about misas bezdin, now we're talking about skilo. That's a whole different Indian. What is the punishment of the ma'anes? He has to pay a knas. The, pas, the knas is chamishim kasef. In addition to that, he has a mitzvah saseh and a mitzvah loy saseh. The mitzvah saseh is v'loy si'a li'isha. If she's interested, he has a chiv to marry her. The loy saseh is lo'yuchal shachal koyama, whereas ordinarily a man, if he wants to divorce his wife, he has a right to do so. This man cannot divorce his wife. Now, based on the psukim and the Torah, it would sound like the only, mon- the only monetary punishment that this man is going to incur is the Chamishim Kasef. Stating that, we're going to see in the Mishnayis and in the Gemaras that we're going to learn in Perak Elunayris that there were other Chiyuvei Mamoin that were imposed upon the Ma'anes. And the methodology behind it is that we know anytime a man is Chayvul Bechaveira, anytime somebody causes someone else physical harm, there's punishments. There are payments that need to be made. Nezek, Tsar, Ripui, Sheves, and Boishes. The Sugis are going to say that if a man is Ma'anas a woman, he's not any worse than a man that was Chayvul Bechaveiroi. And just like Chayvul Bechaveiroi has to pay certain Tashlume moments, so too a Ma'anis is going to have to pay Tashlume moments. So really, the parish of Ma'anis is also a Sif Katan in the parish of Chayvul Bechaveiroi. What the Pasuk is saying is that in addition to whatever 
monetary payments Bezdin will deem this man is responsible to pay by virtue of the fact that he caused his friend harm, he also has to pay a fixed knas, and that knas is made up of chamishim kasef. The parish of Mefata, which is very much me'inyan le'inyan, ba'isa inyan, is mentioned in Sefer Shemois. It's in Parshas Mishpatim, and it too is made up of tupsokim. The Pasuk says, v'chiyafata ish. So what's the difference between a ma'anas and a mefata? A ma'anas is someone that forces someone to be bought, the mafata is someone that convinced someone. So a mafata is a shtickle like a ma'anes. The difference is the ma'anes forced physically, whereas the mafata just coerced the person more verbally. Tyrus says, if someone is mafata a besula, ashneloi oirasa v'shachav ima mahar yimareno loy le'isha. So if someone's mafata a besula one, ashneloi oirasa two, notice here it doesn't say naira. So what's the obligation? Mahar yimareno loy le'isha. He has an obligation to marry this woman. If, however, the father of this woman doesn't want to give over his daughter to the man, so then he's going to have a chiv to pay knas instead to this woman. So we're going to really start the sugyas talking more about the ma'anas than the mafata. So we'll push off the hakdama to the mafata a little bit, but the ma'anis is very similar to the mafata in that there is a chiv knas, but there's, uh, there are differences, and the most notable difference is that in the psukim, it would seem that the only time the mafata would have to pay knas is in the event that he's not marrying this woman. Then it's kesef yishkol kemoyer habasuloys. And that's in contrast to the ma'anes, where you don't find that stipulation. By the ma'anes, the Pasik says very simply, In addition to that, So whereas the ma'anes, will always have to pay the knas. The mafata will not always have to pay the knas. There are some other differences between the ma'anas and the mafata as well, all of which are going to be discussed here in Perakei Lunaris. Again, the backdrop of Perakei Lunaris is the parish of Oynas and Mafata. The toichin of Perakei Lunaris is Shas Katan. Some of the real major sugyas in Shas. And on that note, Zok the the following are a list of nairois that are included in the parasha of knas. So what knas are we talking about? We just mentioned that the parak's going to discuss oinus or mafata. So when the Mishnah says, Elu knas, doesn't mean oinus, doesn't mean mafata, doesn't mean both. So Rashi, the second Rashi of the parak says, Im adam, if someone's ma'ane is a woman, Rashi says that the Mishnah is discussing the knas of Oynes. And it's certainly mashma from Rashi that the Allah of the Mishnah would not be nogeya to someone that's mefata. And the Pnei Yeshua, right here on the Mishnah, already is matmi on Rashi, that why did Rashi say that the Mishnah is talking dafka in Ansa Adam? You would think that the Allah that the Mishnah is about to say is Nogei the Mafata as well. The Pnei Yeshua says that it is. And really the general halacha that we're going to learn, even though Rashi said in Ansa Adam, doesn't mean Dafkin, Ansa Adam, it means the Mafata as well. The Pnei Yeshua says two Pshatava reasons why Rashi felt 
that he had to be mefarish the Mishnah that we're talking about a ma'anis and not a mefata. So to be clear, even though Rashi says right away in Ansa Adam, but not to make the mistake that the concept that the Mishnah is about to teach us is negei only ma'anis, really it's negei mefata as well. So again, the following are a list of nairis that are subject to the law of Knas. If someone's ma'anis or mamzeris, valanasina, or if someone is ma'anis and asina, valakutis, if someone's ma'anis or kutis, so we'll see in a moment more specifically who the Mamzeris, Nesina, and the Kutis are. But for now, what we need to know, these are all women that a man is not allowed to marry. It's also to marry Mamzeris, it's also to marry Nesina, it's also to marry a Kutis. Afal Pikein, the Mishnah says, that these are Nairosh Shiesh Lam Knas. And we'll see in the Gemara that there would have been a Havamino, that the only time this Knas of Oynes is if someone is Ma'anes or Isha Haru'uyuloi. A woman that he's allowed to marry. But being that the Mamzeris, the Nesina, and the Kutas are all women that he's not allowed to marry, so you would have thought maybe there's no Knas. That's what the Mishnah is saying. There is a Knas. If someone's born a Giyoris, a Shvuya. We know what a Shvuya is from the last parak. Or on a Shivcha Knanis. In the event that the Shvuya was Nifta when she was less than three years old. And the Giyoris was Niskaya when she was less than three years old. And the Shivcha was Nishtacher when she was less than three years old. Then the Halach is, if someone's Baal allowed, there's going to be a Chiyav Knas. Why? What's the difference if they were niftu, niskairu, nishtachru when they were less than three or older than three? The difference is that the only time there's a chi of knas of oines is in the event that the naira was also a besula. A goya is becheskas beula. A shvuya is also becheskas beula. A shifcha kananis is also becheskas that she's beula. Now, if niftu neskairu and nishtachru pchusais bimnoi shal and shanu v'yamechad, then we say that even if there was a bia, at that point, it would not affect her besulim. As a result, she still would be a besula. If, however, if she was niftu neskairu and nishtachru when she was already older than three years old, so at that point, she's no longer a besula. If she's no longer a besula, so it's for that reason, there wouldn't be a chi of kanas. Additionally, habal achoysay. If someone is born a sister, if his father's sister, his mother's sister, or his wife's sister, or his father's brother's wife, all these are rayas. If someone's Baalel, there's going to be a Chiyav Knas. Again, what's the Chiddush? Even though these are all Noshim that are technically not Ru'uyos, he's not allowed to marry any one of these women. So you would have thought maybe there's no Chiyav Knas, says the Mishnah, there is a Chiyav Knas, and the Mishnah adds that as it relates to this last list, the Arayas that we we said if someone's ball led as a chiv knas, there's a special chiddush, a chiddush that's going to be malava us through the early part of Perakel and Iris. And that is that Afal Pisha Hembi Karis, even though there's a chiv karis of someone's ball on all these arayas. So if there's a chiv karis, you would have thought there should be no chiv knas. Why? What does their being karis have to do with their not being knas? Come later, A person gets one punishment for doing one of their and not two. And which one do you get? The Rabbamine, you get the Mohammed one. So I would have thought that being that there's a Chi of Kars, maybe there should be no Knas, says the Mishnah. No, because ain't that Mises Bezdin. Because being that there's no Mises Bezdin, so there you don't say come live with the Rabbamine. In other words, the Mishnah is saying a Chiddish that the only time you say come live with the Rabbamine is if the two Oinchen are Bedine Adam, where the two Oinchen are being administered by Bezdin. But if there's two Oinchen, there's a Rabba and there's a Kal, the Rabba is Kars, which is Bide Shamayim, and the Kal is Bide Adam, which is a Chi moment, in that case, you're not going to say the halacha of Kom Lebedirabimine. So the Mishnah gave a whole list of Nairois Sheyesh Lam Knas. The first list 
was Ha'bo'alam Mamzeres Va'alanesino Va'alakutis. Now, a Mamzeres is a regular Chayvei Lavin. What is a Nesino? So there's a very important Machlokes Rashi and Toysfis right here in the beginning of Perakei Lunaris. We're not going to go into it. It's Torah that we've spoken about in the past. We'll have a pertinent, related rate by just some divrei akdama, only because in yeshiva, this is where you go through the halacha of Nesino, so I think it's Kedaira posted here, but Rashi says that the Nesinim were the Givoinim, who were members of the tribe of Chivi. Now, when the Yidin entered Eretz Yisrael, in the times of Yeshua Benon, so they were told that you're not allowed to be Kairos Bris, you can't enter into any peace treaty with any members of the seven nations that had populated the land at the time. Not just that, there was a loisa of loisa chayek on the and an assay of hachreim tacharimim. What happened was there were members of the Chivi tribe that dressed up as if they were not members of the Chivi tribe. They approached Yeshua Benon and somehow they were able to get Yeshua Benon and the Chavraya Kedisha to accept them as Gerim. Later they found out that they weren't really people that they had posed as being and Yeshua Benon regulated them to very specific jobs, but they would remain as part of the Jewish nation. Being that they had been Yidin and the Geiris had been accepted, they always remained that way. Years later, Dovin HaMelech was very upset at the Nesinim based on the Maisa with Shal HaMelech and Noivir HaKoyan, and we went through this together not so long ago in the end of Masech Tesivomis, and then the Pasuk says that Dovin HaMelech was Gazer Alein. So Rashi says, what was the Gzeira that Dovin HaMelech posed? He said that the Nesinim, this group of people, the descendants of the original Givoinim, who were from, these people no longer would be allowed to enter the Jewish nation. Uncle Ponim, it seems from Rashi that the reason the Nasinim would be Osir was based on the Xavier of Dovin Amalekh. Taisus argues, Taisus says, Avraiz from Shas, that the Nasinim were Osir not Midurabonon, but Osir Midurabonon, and if the whole origin of the Isser Nasinim is based on Dovin Amalekh, then by definition it would be an Isidurabonon, a very early Isidurabonon, but it would be an Isidurabonon, not an Isidurabonon. So in the final analysis, the Nasinim, which come up here in the Mishnah, the beginning of El Nairus, we'll see the Nesinim again on Omid Beis, but they really come up throughout Shas, and very often in the same breath as Mamzer. Mamzer, Nosin, Mamzeres, and Nesino. Machlik is Rashi and Toysvis, whether the Isser Chasnus with Nesinim was an Isser Durabonin, that Shittas Rashi, or whether it was an Isser Deiraisa, which is Shittas Toysvis. Now, according to Toysvis, doesn't it say that Dovin Melech was the one that made the Xerah? So Toysvis says the Xerah of Dovin Melech was not the Isser to marry them. It was a different Isser. According to Toysvis, if Yeshua Benun was Megai, them. So why should they be awesome day Raisa? So Toysvah says a Chiddush that the seven nations he not let him marry even if they're Megayer. Meaning it says in the Torah he not let him marry someone from these seven nations. You would think if they're not Megayer. Toysvah says that no, the Isser, Chasnus with the seven nations is true even Lachagayrus. Again, this is the first Toysvah in Perakei Lenayrus when you yeshiva you spend time on this Toysvah. I think it was good to speak it out. The second Toysvah discusses Kutis, which is something that we've talked a lot about over the years. Rashi says that the Tan of the Mishnah that says, Elu Nairish Yeshlem Knas Hakutis is going according to the Manda Amar that holds that the Kutim were Gere Arroyos. As opposed to, according to the Manda Amar that holds, that the Kutim were Gere So who were the Kutim? So after the king of Asher t- took the ten tribes, the Aseris Hashvat of Meretz Yisrael, and he brought them into Galo, so there was this very large percentage of Eretz Yisrael, just the physical land that was vacant. And Melech Asher thought that wasn't a good thing, so he started gathering people from different parts of the region, and he brought them into Eretz Yisrael. One of the more prominent groups of people came from a land called Kuta, which is Be'erich around modern-day Iraq. And being that that group 
was from Kuta, and they were from the more prominent members of the group, the entire Taruvais of people became known as the Kutim. Now, at some point, early on, these Kutim were Megayer. And there was a big debate amongst the Tanam whether the Geirus was a sincere Geirus or whether it was an insincere Geirus. The reason they became Geirim was because of a Maishashahoyakachoyah that there were lions, Arias with an Aleph, that were literally eating people up. And they realized that they're obviously doing something wrong, must be because they're on holy land and they're not following the ways of the Torah, so they went ahead and they were Megayah. So there were those that held up, being that the whole Geirus happened because of these Leibn, because of these lions. So based on that, the Geirus is not a sincere Geirus, which means we treat them as non-Jews. But there were others that held that the Kutim were Geirei Emes. And this was a, a great Machloikis. The Gemara says in the beginning of Masech Teshulin that years later, in the times of the Amoyram, Nimnu Vagamru, that even according to the Manda Amma, that Kutim Geirei Emes, moving forward, they're going to be Geirei Arais. How could they do that? Chassam Soifer, we've spoken about over the years. But the bottom line is, major Machloikis is where the Kutum were Geri Emes and Geri Arayas. And really, every time you find Kutum and Shas, you have to ask yourself a question. Is this sugya going according to the mandama that holds Kutum Geri Emes? Is it going according to the mandama that holds Kutum Geri Arayas? And is it maybe even going after the sugya in Chulun that says that everyone holds, even the Mandama Kutim Geri Emes, that we're not going to treat them as Yedin? As it relates to this mission in the beginning of Perak Elunairis, Rashi says, Kutis, Kasaba Geri Arayasim, Tosis argues with Rashi, and Tosis says the time of the Mishnah holds, not Kutis Geri Arayas, but rather Kutis Geri Emes. Bottom line is, the Mishnah said, Elun Arish Yeshlam Knas, Rashi was Mefarish the Mishnah that we're talking about Ma'anis, the Pnei Yeshua said, Avada, the Toichen of the Mishnah, doesn't necessarily mean Ma'anis, but it means Mefat as well. And then the Mishnah gave a list of interesting Nairis. Mamzeris Nasin and Kutis, and then there was a whole list of Arayos, specifically the Arayos that are Chayvei Krisis. And the Gemara asks, What about the most basic Naira? What about a regular Isha Kshaira Naira? She was never a Shfuya, she was never a, a Goya, she was never a Shifcha, she's not a Mamzera, she's not a Nasina, she's not a Kutis, she's not a she's not a Chavi Krisis. What? There, there's no Knas. Elu Nairis Sheishlam Knas. All the Psulais. What happened to the Ksheiris? And the Mishnah says, "Not the Ksheiris too." How can come? Elu Nairis Psulais Sheishlam Knas. You have to read the Mishnah as if it would have said Elu Nairis Psulais. Abalam Amzeres fell in the city of Alakutis. Meaning, we know a regular Nairis Knas. All you have to do is be Mavasedra. It's a pasuk in the Torah. The time of the Mishnah is coming to teach us a Chiddush, as we'll see on Amid Beis. And the Chiddush of the time of the Mishnah is that there are even Nairis Psulais that have Knas. And that was the whole theme of the Mishnah. The Mishnah wanted to tell us which Nairis Psulais have Knas. The name of the parak is Elu Nairis. It sounds like the halacha of Knas is Negea only a Naira. It sounds like not a Ketana. Now, it also sounds like not a woman that's older than a Naira, not a Bigeris. So just to hazard over, a girl from the day she's born until she turns 12 years old is a Ketana. When she turns 12 years old, she becomes Bas Mitzvah, the equivalent of a boy turning 13 years old. But from a halachic perspective, she has a very unique title. She's in a very unique phase of maturation. She's what's known as a Naira. A Naira has a lot of significant dinam in halacha. She remains a Naira for six months. Six months after she becomes a Naira, she's a Bagaris. At that point, she's a, a regular Gedoyla. So it's Ketana from birth until 12. 
Naira from 12 until 12 and a half, and then Bigeris from 12 and a half moving forward. The Mishnah's mashma that the only time this knas is Naira. Now, Naira's mashma, not Kitana, and not Bigeris. As it relates to not Bigeris, that's easy. The Gemara's not even going to make a big deal about that. For sure, Bigeris has no knas. It's Chiddush, however, to the Gemara that a Ketana should not have Knas. Meaning, you could have thought that when it says in the Torah Naira, it didn't mean La Fuke Bigeris. It, but it didn't mean La Fuke Ketana, it meant only La Fuke Bigeris. But from the Mishnah, it's Mashma Elu Nairas, that only a Naira, not a Ketana. So the Gemara says, Mantana, who must the Tana of the Mishnah be? Um, Rabbi Yudama Rav, so Rabbi Yudama said in the name of Rav, Rameir, it's the Tana Rameir, the Tana we learned to the Bryce, a Ketana, we basri, Mechavat, Shatovish, De Cyrus, Yeshla, Mechavay, and a Knas. A Ketana, from the time that she's born until she brings Shte Cyrus, which is usually when she's 12 years old, Lavdafka, it's just based on a Chazaka de Rava, that when a Ketana turns 12 and a Cotton turns 13, they brought Shtei Cyrus. But for our purposes, we'll refer to it as 12 years old. So from when she's born until she turns 12 years old, Yeshla Mecher, her father could sell her. However, she's not going to have Knas. So what does it mean her father could sell her? So the Sukkim in the beginning of Parashas Meshpatim say that a father has a schos to sell his daughter. Now, she would only remain sold until she's 12 years old. Yesh. We learn from there that once a Ketana turns 12 years old, if she was sold by her father, she goes free. But the bottom line is, a father has a right to sell his Ketana. So it says, the Braisa, a Ketana, until she turns 12, Yeshlamach, the father could sell. Ve'en lo knas, and there's no knas. Umishatavi, shtei Cyrus. Once you bring shtei Cyrus, v'achati bog, until she turns a begeres, yeshlo knas, ve'en lo mecher. Because a father can't sell an ayur. Divi rameir. Shahi rameir, rameir used to say, kom bakum sheyesh mecher in knas. If there's a girl that the father is able to sell, which means that she's a ketana, there's no knas. Kom bakum sheyesh knas. But if the girl is already at the age where she has Knas, which means she's 12, that means that the father won't be able to sell her. So Rameir is very, very clear. Rameir holds that Mishetovish de Cyrus, it's only then that Yeshla Knas. But from when she's born until she turns 12, Yeshla Mecher. Now the Chachamim, I mean the Chachamim, argue they hold Ketana mibash sholei shanav yoyimechod faacheti bager Ketana for when she turns three until she becomes a begaris yeshlo knas she does have knas. Right, the Knas and Mechaloi. Right, the Chachamim are responding to a mayor. A mayor wasn't just talking about knas; he was talking about knas and he was talking about mecher. And the Chachamim didn't say a word about mecher. All they talked about was knas. Afraid to get more. Could that be the Chachamim hold knas and not mecher? The Torah says that is mecher as well. Emazok to get af knas b'mokem mecher. No, the Chachamim mean to say is that whereas a mayor says if this mecher. There's no knas. There's this inverse relationship between a girl that has mecher versus a girl that has knas. The chum disagree. The chum say that once the girl turns three, achetibager yeshlo knas, and huadin she's gonna have mecher. What do you see from here? You see a machloikis between Rameir and the Chachamim, whether a Ketana has knas or a Ketana doesn't have knas. Rameir said that kamakam sheish mecher in knas, and be that a father could sell a Ketana. So there's mecher, there is no knas. When does knas go into effect? When there's no mecher, which is when she brings Shtei Cyrus Achati Bagher, the Chamim disagree. The Chamim say once a Ketana turns three years old, at that point there's already Knas. Now, why does it have to be three years old? So Rashi says, because until she's three, she's not a Basbiya. So the Veshachav of the Ma'anis wouldn't really be a Maisa Shriva, and as a result, there wouldn't be a Knas. But bottom line, Machlik is remaining the Chachamim, whether Ketana has Knas, Ketana doesn't have Knas. The Mishnah said, Elu Nairois, Sheyeshla and Knas. The Mishnah didn't say anything about a Ketana, and if that's the case, the Gemara says, Man Tana, who must the Tana of the Mishnah be? Um, Rav Yudah Rav. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, Rameir, he must be Rameir, which by the way, is 
perfect because we know Stam Mishnah is Rameyer anyway. So, okay. The Mishnah said, And the Mishnah gave two lists of Psulim. Right? If you think about it, the Mishnah gave three lists. The first list is the Mamzeris, the Nesina, and the Kutis. The Psulim. The second list is the Giyoris, the Shvuya, and the Shifcha, and the Shifcha, and the which are Ksherim, and really the whole Kiddush of that part of the mission is to teach us that they're Besulois, because that's a Tanayim Anis, the girl would have to be a Besulo, and then the third list is another list of Besulois, and these were already Chayvikrisis, these were Arias. But two of the three lists of the Mishnah are talking about Besulois. The first is a Chayviklavim list, which also mentions Nesina, which according to Rashi is only Aser, but the point is, it's the less Hummer list of Psulois. And then the latter list is the more Hummer, it's the Chayve Krisis. But one thing's for sure, the Tana, the Mishnah holds, that Nairois Psulois have Knast. The Gemara said, Koshke Nairois Ksheris. The whole purpose of the Mishnah was to teach me the list of the Nairois Psulois. Right? The Gemara, Vahani Does it make sense? The Mishnah that says that Nairus Psula should have Knas Vamai, it shouldn't be that way. Ikri Khan, One of the dinam of the Ma'anis, like we spoke at in the introduction, was that if someone's Ma'anis and Naira, he has a mitzvah's essay, they rise to marry this woman. And from the words, it would seem to apply that it has to be a woman that he's able to marry. Meaning, being that one of the pratim of the Allah Ma'anis is, is that this man has an obligation to marry this woman, there would have been a thought that maybe the only time there's a chiyuv, of Ma'anis in the first place is when you can be Mekayim, all the dinam of the Torah. And being that Veloisi Isha is something you can't be Mekayim if this Isha is not an Isha Haru'uya. So it's for that reason, Tainas the Gemara, Veloisi Isha should now serve as a Miut, and we should say that a Naira Psulo should be excluded from the parasha. So what's Pshan in the Chiddush of the Mishnah? Elu Naira Psulois that have Knas, being that it says Veloisi Isha, it's, and one of the dinam of Ma'anis is marry this woman. You can't marry a Choyso, you can't marry a Mamzer. And the Sinai So, based on that, you would think that they should be completely excluded. Amr Ishlakish, so Ishlakish said, You're right. Based on Veloisi Isha, you would think for sure that Nairus Psulus are excluded from the parasha, stating that we have a reboy. It says Naira, Naira, Han Naira. So, what exactly does Ishlakish mean? There's two Psukim in the parasha Ma'anis. Both Psukim mention that the girl was a Naira. The first pasuk is Kiyimtza ish naira besula ashaloy oirasa utfasa v'shachavim avidemitzol. The second pasuk is v'nasan ish ashoychavim elavi hanaira chamishim kasev. Rish Lakish held that there was no reason for the Torah to mention the word naira tzimtzveitemol. Now, not only did the Torah mention the word naira tzimtzveitemol, but the Torah mentioned it with a hey hanaira, which means that we don't just have one extra word. We have two. The whole word Naira is extra, and then the Han Naira is certainly extra. So Reish Lakish says, Naira, the Torah had a mention. That's the first mention. But then it said, Naira Tzimtzvetemol. And it didn't just say, Naira Tzimtzvetemol. It said, Ha, Naira Tzimtzvetemol. So we really have three mentions of the word Naira, when all we need is one. Which means we have two Rebuyim. Chad Gufi, one to teach me the Allah of Naira. Vechad Lassuye Chayvilabim. One to be Marbo and Naira Psulo. What kind of Naira Psulo? Chayvilabim. Vechad. And there's another mention I could learn from there, even a more Apostle the Ganaira, and that is Lasui Chaive Krisos, to teach me even Chaive uh, Krisos. Rapapa, Rapapa said it's learned out from uh, not the word Naira, Hanaira, but it's learned out from something similar, and that is it says Besula, Besulois, Ha Besulois. So Rapapa said that the Makartan Allah of Elu Nairis is not the parish of Ma'anis, but rather it's the parish of 
Mefate. And the parasha Mefate, there's also an extra word. So if you look in the parasha the Mefate, again, it's two psukim, and both psukim mention the word psula. Held the white you have to mention the word besula twice. Besula, and not only does the term mention the word besula twice, but it mentions ha besulois. So besula once it had a mention, but besulois and tzveitimol, and then ha besulois with the haste and dritimol. Chad the goofy want to teach me the ikur aloch, the chad lasui chavi lavin. One to be mar bechavi lavin, the chad lasui chavi krisos, and the other one to be mar bechavi krisos. Now. From Rapapa, you see right away that the halacha of the sugis that we're learning is not only in the Gaya Ainus, it's in the Gaya Mafata, which, of course, just strengthens the Pnei Yeshua Zohar on Rashi and the Mishnah. But the point is, Rishlakish learned it from Naira, Naira, Hanaira, and Rapapa learned it from Psula, Psulais, Habesulais, very, very similar. The Torah said Naira once, it didn't have to say it twice. The Torah said Basula once, it didn't have to say Basula twice. Now did the Torah say Naira twice, it said Han Naira. Now did the Torah mention Basula twice, it mentioned Ha Basulas. There's two extra drushes, both to be Marba Basula, one to be Marba the lesser level, the faster more, the faster. There's a second drush, and now we could already be Marba the more intense level as well. So Shlokish learned it from Naira, Naira, and Naira. Papa learned it from Basula, Basula, Ha Basula. It's not the Gemara, the obvious question. The Rav Papa, my time alone. Oh, like Rish Lakish. Why Rav Papa learn it from Sula Basula Basula? Why didn't you learn like Rish Lakish from Naira Naira Naira? It seems like a very similar drasha. If you thought Basula Habasula is a drasha, you would think that Naira Naira is also a drasha. Someone says, no, who me by the way, Rav Papa held that that second mention of Naira is already taken. It's coming to teach me something. Abaya said, I'm Rabbi Abaya said, if someone's born a Naira and then she died. Potter, the Allah is he doesn't have to pay the knas, Shenemar, because the Pasik says that who did the knas go to? The father. And it says, Venosan Lavi Hanaira, Lavi Naira, Veloy Lavi Mesa. We learn from there to the father of the Naira if she's alive, but not to the father of the Mesa. But the point is, is that Han Naira is teaching me that if the girl dies, there's no Chi of Knas, so you can't use it to teach me. The, La sui chavi lavin, la sui chavi kris. Very shlokish, you learned from Naira, Naira, Naira. My time with the Yomak Rapapa. Why did he learn like Rapapa? Why did he learn it from the Parish of Mephata? Because he needs that extra word, hapsulois, to teach me a halacha, something that we learned from Xerish of the time we learned in a Braisa. And this Braisa was already quoted earlier in the Mesechta on Dafyuram and Aleph. It says, regarding the Mephata, Kesef Yishkoil, Kemoyer habesulois. We learn from this, Yehezek, Kemoyer habesulois, Umoyer habesulois, Kezeh. We learn from there that. Number one, the concept of Ksubadei Raisa, that's why the Gemara mentioned it, but we also learn from here, more specifically, what the Chi of Knas of an Oynes is, and what the Chi of Knas of Mephat is. Rashi explains that if you look in the parsha of Oynes, it says that there's a Knas, and the Knas is Chamishim Kesef. If you look in the parsha of the Mephata, so it says, Kesef Yishkel Kemayar Basulah, it doesn't say how much. And really, the two together teach me the whole picture. From Chamishim Kesef, I know it's 50, from Kesef Yishkel, I know they're Shkolen. So Oynes contributes the number 50, and, Ye- and Mephatah contributes Yishkel, the actual currency. But the bottom line is, this Gzei Roshava between Oynes and Mephatah is a critical Gzei Roshava, and I know it because the Torah wrote an extra word, Habasulis. Rashi says that the time of this Brisa, the way the Gemara understands it now, is of the opinion that the only time you can dash in Gzei Roshava is if it's al koponim mufna mitzad echad. So if the Torah went and wrote the extra word Abbasulais, I wouldn't be able to dash in Gzei Roshava. It's a big machlekes and shas. Whether the word that you're using for Gzei Roshava has to be extra, does it not have to be extra? Do I need both sides of the equation of the Gzei Roshava to be extra is one enough? So over here, the Habasulais, Vashtet, and the Parashaf, and Mephata is extra to make this Gzei Roshava mufna mitzad echad. 
The point is, is that I can't learn how Besulay says Rishlokish to teach me Nairus Besulays because I needed to teach me this Gzei Rishava. So Rishlokish learned it from Naira, Naira, Naira. Rapapa learned it from Besula, Besula, Sabasulays. The reason Rapapa didn't learn it from Naira, 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 it's taken to teach me Abayaz Alacha, that if the Naira dies, there's no class. The reason Rishlokish didn't learn it from Besula, Besula, Sabasulays because he needs the word Habasulays to make the Gzei Rishava move to Mitzad Echad to teach me the specific Halacha of Hamishim Shekel Kesef, but in the doesn't Rishlokish need Naira 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 for Abayi Zalacha? And doesn't Rapapa need Habasulis to make it Gzeir Shavah Mufna to teach me Rishlokish as Allah? Mar says, yeah, you're right. Okay, so then we don't have Naira and we don't have Absulis. Now we're left for nothing. So what is the Makar to Allah of Elon Naira? So the Gemara says like this, we're going to merge the two sheets together and we're going to come up with Abshat. Really, there's six words here that are teaching me something. Naira, 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 Psula, Psula, Sabasula. So this is a great merger. We're taking the two drashes and we're combining them into one. Trey, Ligufayo. Two of these six, I need to teach me the halacha. Meaning, one of the Nairas and one of the Psulas, I need to know that Oynas and is Negeya Naira and Oynas and is Negeya Psula. Okay. Chad, look at Abaya. One of the Nairas is coming to teach me Abaya's halacha, Lavia Naira, Lea Vimesa. Vichad, Xerishav. And one of the extra Psulas is coming to make it Xerishav Mufna to teach me the halacha, Xerishav. Ayat Rulay Trey. So what I'm left with is one Naira and one Basul. Chad, Lasuya, Chaybe Lavin. Vichad, Lasuya, Chaybe Krisis, Gewald. Exactly, Gemara Vaita. This Mishnah that says, Elunairish Yeshlem Knas, and it mentioned Psulim, two lists of Psulim, the lesser Psulim, the Chaybe Lavin, and the more serious Psulim, the Chaybe Krisis. Unzira Mishnah's Lafukim Yaitana. It's inconsistent, it doesn't stem with the following Tanya. Which Tanya? The Tanya, we learned to the Bryce. It says in the Torah of Eloi Seel Isha, that's the mitzvah that every Ma'anis has to marry this woman that he was Ma'anis. Shimon HaTemoni Oimer, Shimon HaTemoni said, Isha, Sheyesh Bahavaya, that from the words of Eloi Seel Isha we learn that the only time there's a mitzvah of the only time there's a chiv of knas is in the event that this is a woman a woman that you would be able to marry but if this is a woman that you wouldn't be able to marry there's no parasha of ma'anas said similar but not the same she doesn't have to be a woman that you're able to marry but she has to be a woman that you're able to live with my benaya what's the difference I'm Rabzeira Rabzeira said Mamzeris Venesina Ike benaya the Nafkamina would be the first two of the Nairus Psulus that were mentioned in our Mishnah the Mamzeris and the Nasina House of the Mandam that says what's the criteria for there to be Chiknas it has to be Isha Shiesh Bavaya a woman that you're able to marry you can marry a Mamzeris you can marry a Nasina why? because the Mamzeris is a Chayve Lavin and we know if somebody is Mekadash a Chayve Lavin Kedushin is Teufus Bechayve Lavin so being that Kedushin is Teufus Bechayve so it emerges then that Yeshba Havaya. What about in Nasina? So according to Toysfis, then Nasina's Asamidai Raisa, it's the Isra Chasnos with a member of the seven nations. So again, all of this is a Chayvi Lavin. According to Rashi, it's only an Isidra Bonon. So certainly it's not going to be a problem. And according to Malama, that says that the Tanai is not. A woman that you're able to marry, but you need more than that. A woman that you're able to live with, you can't live with a mamzeres, you can't live with a nesina. They rise to the rabbanu chavilav and whatever. At the end of the day, you can't live with her. So a nafkamina between Shimon Ateimoni and Rabbi Shimon Benasi would be is 
fear going to be knas by a mamzeris and a nesina. If the criteria is kedushin toifs and kedushin toifes, if the criteria is a woman that you're allowed to live with, the mice you can't live with this one. Zok to Gemara, Rabbi Akiva, don't make kedushin toifs and bechayvei lavin. According to Rabbi Akiva, who holds that kedushin is not toifes by chayvei lavin, my benayu, what then is the nafkemina going to be? Meaning, then it comes out that the mamzeris and the nesina are both noshim she. But also Noshim She'ein Bohen Havaya. Why? Because a Mamzeris and a Nesina are And if a Mamzeris and a Nesina are so then Kedushin is not Toifus according to Rabbi Akiva B'chayvilavin. Toifus says this Gemara certainly sounds like a Nesina is awesome in the Raisa. Toifus Kasha right in the beginning of the parak. But the bottom line is, says the Gemara according to Rabbi Akiva, that Kedushin is not Toifus B'chayvilavin. So what difference then is there between whether the criteria is Isha Sheesh Bavaya or Isha Ruya Lekaimo? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you an Afkimina. Almono Lekoyen Godol. Then Afkimina would be if. Koyin uh, Gadol was Ma'anis in Almana Ki Rabbi Simoy And the Nafkemina is in line with Rabbi Simoy um, The time Rabbi Simoy Rabbi Simoy said Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Akiva said that any time there's an illicit marriage Or more specifically Any time there's a Chayvei Lavin The child is going to be a Mamzer Chutz me'amana l'Koyin Gadol With the exception of Almana to a Koyin Gadol Shari Amri Torah It says in the Torah Lo Yikach And Almana has an Isra lo yikach, meaning Koen Gadol is not allowed to marry an Amano, and the next Pasuk says, V'lo yichalo zare ba'amav, and we learn from there, Chilulin hu oisa, ve'in oisa mamzeirin, that if a Koen Gadol has a child with an Amano, the child is going to be a Chalol, however, the child is not going to be a Mamzer. Now, why does Rabbi Akiva hold that Kedushin is not Toifus b'chai ve'lavim? Because, the Rabbi, because Rabbi Akiva holds that if someone has a child with a Chai ve'lavim, the child is going to be a Mamzer. The two are told these that whenever there's no Tfisas Kedushin, the child's a Mamzer, and if the child is not a Mamzer, there is Tfisas Kedushin, right? The two come hand in hand. And being that Rab Simoy said that according to Rabbi Akiva, if a Koen Gadol has a child with an Almono, the child is not a Mamzer, then by definition, so too that means that Kedushin is going to be Typhus. So says the Gemara, you want to know what the Nafkamina is going to be, whether it's Ishishesh Bavaya or Isharu Yulakaima. This is a real academic Nafkamina. What would be if a Koen Gadol is Ma'anis and Almono? That's what the Nafkamina would be. If you need Need that the Kedushin should be Toifes. That's the whole criteria over here. Even according to the Akiva, the Kedushin is Toifes. If, however, it has to be Isha Ruyulakaimo, it's not an Isha Ruyulakaimo because Kangod is not allowed to live with an Amana, says the Gemara here. So, according to Rabbi Simoy, we have a, a Nafkemina, even according to Rabbi Akiva. What about according to Rabbi Yeshevav, the Omar who said, Let's yell at Akiva ben Yosef. Because Rabbi Akiva used to say, Akiva used to say that anytime a person is has a child through a, a woman that he was not allowed to be Baalel, that child is going to be a Mamzer. Now, why are we yelling at Rabbi Akiva for saying that? So Rashi says, two lines from the bottom, Rabbi Sheva felt Rabbi Akiva was being Marba Mamzer and Yisrael because according to him, all these Bias Asuris would beget a Vlad Mamzer. According to the Chachamim, it's only a Chavi Krisis. According to Rabbi Akiva, there's much more scenarios. But the bottom line is, if that's the case, it sounds like even our model of Kohen Gadol. So our of Gadol, even according to Rabbi Akiva, the child is going to be a Mamzer. So it's not the nafkimina, so my benayu. Then what is the nafkimina going to be? Meaning, according to Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara's cash is what's the nafkimina, and according to Rabbi Yeshev that said Rabbi Akiva said as Allah by all chayve laven, even amon alukan gadol. What's the nafkimina? It could be now the Gemara says nafkimina would be chayve yase mitzri va'adoimi. There are isurei bia in the Torah that are not even chayve laven. All they are is chayve yase. What are the examples? A mitzri and an adoimi. It says in the Torah that a person's allowed to marry a third generation. Mitzri and a third generation Adoimi. Michlal Lav Atoshemeyahain 
or Michlal Hain at Lav, that it's also to marry a Mitzri and Adoimi if they're first or second generation. And if that's the case, what the Torah is essentially saying that there's an Isser, Mitzri and Adoimi, until the third, even if they're Megayer, but all the Torah said is that it's an Isser Aseh. The Torah never said that it's an Isser Lois Aseh. Even though Rabbi Akiva holds that a Chayvi Laban brings a Mamzer, but that's a Chayvi Laban, not a Chayvi Aseh. So here's the Nafkemino. The Nafkemino would be if someone was Ma'anes a Mitzri and a Doimi, if it's Isha Shiesh Bahavai, it is Isha Shiesh Bahavai. And even coin to Rabbi Akiva, it's Isha Shiesh Bahavai, because all it is is a Chayvi Aseh. If it's Isha Ruel Akaima, the Maisa, it's not Isha Ruel Akaima, there's an Isra, albeit a Lava Bob Michal Aseh Aseh, and it's for that reason it would be a problem. The Gemara says that now everybody agrees with this, because Han Nichal Rabbi Yeshevav, that's all good if we assume that Rabbi Yeshevav who said, that when he said he meant he meant the conscious Rav Simoy that said that Rabbi Akiva holds and not all Chayvi Lavan Amamzer because over there it's not going to be a, a, a Mamzer and as a result Kedushan over there would be Taifas it was on that Rabbi Yeshiva was coming to say no but he meant only if it's a Chayvi Lavan then shaper, then it's good. Because even Rabbi Akiva has a hechatimtso, but it could be a BS Isser, Isha Shein Ruil Akaimo, but it's Isha Sheesh Ba'avaya. And that's a Chavi Asay. I'll eat time with the Nafshe Komar. But if you learn that when Rabbi Yeshevov said, he wasn't talking to Rabbi Simoy. He was talking in a vacuum. He was saying, Rabbi Akiva holds Kol Shein Labibi Yisrael Avlam Mamzer. Then what does it sound like? It sounds like Vafilu Chavi Asay. That even by a Chavi Asay, this is going to be the halacha. Meaning, even a Chavi Asay, according to Rabbi Akiva Kedushan is not going to be toif it's a my benayo then what is the nafkamina meaning there was a machloikis on my and had to understand Rabbi Yeshevov's comment Rabbi Yeshevov said quote it sounds like Rabbi Yeshevov had a very inclusive very expansive understanding of Shittas Rabbi Akiva as it relates to his halacha of Bia Psula and Avlad Mamzer. However, it wasn't clear if Rabbi Yeshevav meant literally Kol She'in Labi Yisrael Avlad Mamzer, even Chavi Aseh, or he was talking to Rabbi Simoy, who had a limited understanding of Rabbi Akiva's Enkidushan types of Chavi Lama, because he held by a monol Kangadus halacha is not going to be true. And it was to him that he was saying this halacha. So the Gemara says that if you hold that Rav Yeshevav was talking in a vacuum. He wasn't talking to Rav Simoy. And he holds that according to Rabbi Akiva, even a Chavi Essen, the Allah is that the child is going to be a Manzer. So Rabbi Akiva holds that every BS is served, Kip Shutoi, is Avlad Manzer. So what's the difference between Shimon Atimoni, who said Isha Sheish Ba'avai, or Shimon Manasseh, who said Isha Ruil, going to the Chacham, and there's a huge difference. But according to Rabbi Akiva, it's always one and the same. Anytime it's an Isha Sheim Ba'av she. In a royal akaimo, it's also an isha she'en ba'avai. The Marsha says it's not true. There is an afkemina. It could be nayo ba'ula l'kayin gadol, a ba'ula l'kayin gadol. Even Rabbi Yosef, who has this very, very broad understanding of Rabbi Akiva Shita, that even by a chayve essen, according to that man the Omar, the Vlad's going to be a mamzer, and Kedusha's not going to be toifus. But he agrees that if a kayin gadol was born a ba'ula, there the halacha is going to be different. Now there's an isra say for a kayin gadol to be born on a ba'ula. It says in the Torah, "Who isha b'tsulei yikach," and that as say is different. Why is that I say different? Because that I say is an Enish Shavabakal. Just to finish the Gemara, meaning it's something that's unique only to a Kangadal, and because it's unique only to a Kangadal, it's more Kuladig, and something that's more Kuladig, over there, the halacha could be different, and it is different in the world of Rabbi Akiva. Everybody agrees. The Bala Nida Shemeshalo Knas. I mean, even though we just had a discussion, the Mishnah says, 
and then we have a Shemenate money, and we have a Shemenate who said, no, not so fast. The Gemara said, we're trying to figure out what the difference is between the two Shittas, but for sure there are Nashim Psulois that are excluded from the Knas. But Rav Chizu said, everybody agrees that if someone would be born a Nita, so if someone was Ma'anas, a girl that's a Nita, that there would be Knas. Why? That the criteria is Kedushan Teufus and Nami Yeshba Avaya. We know Kedushan is Teufus by a Nita. How do you know Kedushan is Teufus by a Nita? Because when a woman becomes a Nida, she remains married. And if she remains married, that by definition, that means if someone would be Makadish and Nida, the Kedushan would be Chal. According to Mandaman says, it has to be Ruy Lakaima. Hanami Ruy Lakaima. Anida's Ruy Lakaima. You're going to say, what do you mean? She's a Nida. She's not Ruy Lakaima. Not Ruy Lakaima right now, but she'll become Tar and she'll go to the Mikvah and then she'll be Ruy Lakaima. And that's already enough for it to be considered Ruy Lakaima. And that concludes the first daf and really the first sugya. Sugyois in Perik Elu Nairis. I thought, as it relates to one Ha'ara of Raid, so we left a little bit of Raid on the table the earlier part of the week. So just to go back and speak out one Ha'ara as it relates to Perik Oishashen as Armelo, which is Kasha Olai Predaschen, and to speak out something regarding one of the themes of the end of the Perik, and that was the concept of Bishvuya Hekilu. So, it was Mavu in the Gemaras that although a Shvuya, a woman that was taken into captivity, Chazal were concerned that maybe she was Zinsa, and as a result, we need to treat her in halacha like a Zaina. So, for example, a Koyen is not allowed to marry a Shvuya, even though there's no Edim that testified that she's a Zaina, that she was ever Zinsa. But at the same time, there's a pretty good chance that that might have happened. As for that reason, there's a halacha that the Koyen's not allowed to marry her. But Bishvuya Hikilo, there's a whole bunch of different kulas. We can't hazard all the kulas. The most notable one is an Eid Echad is believed, an Isha is believed, Apostle is believed. But one of the themes of the end of Perika, Isha Shana Sarmala, is this concept of Bishvuya Hikilo. And Pashib Shad in Bishvuya Hikilo is because we don't really know that she was Zinsa. It's only a chashash. Chazaka maybe, but we don't know for sure. And because we don't know for sure, so that opens up the door for us to be able to be Meikl in the event that Chazal felt that they wanted to be Meikl. And that's why there's like a Heim Amru, a Heim Amru in the whole Sugi of Shvuya. On the one hand, we're Machmer, but then again, on the other hand, we're Meikl. Very similar to Be'edos Isha Hikilu, where you find a concept that Chazal took it upon themselves for a reason, different reason, that we're going to go be Meikl, but that's this concept of B'Shvuya Hikilu. But the truth is, when we went through the Gemara, we went through this too quickly, but there's really another concept of B'Shvuya Hikilu that surfaced in the Daf. It was really the last line of Gemara on Daf Chav Gimel Aleph. The Gemara over there had told a story where the daughters of Shmuel were taken into captivity. It was the Gemara attributed to something that Avu the Shmuel had said, But the bottom line is that these girls were taken into captivity and they made their way to Eretz Yisrael. Shmuel lived in Harda, so they were taken from the Harda, but eventually they went all the way to Eretz Yisrael, and these girls somehow had an opportunity to run into Beis Medrash, and the Gemara says it was Rebchanina Beis Medrash, and they said, each one individually, Nishbeisi, I want you to know that I was taken into captivity, but I'm really Tahir. Now, the reason they did this was, is because they wanted to be the first ones to notify the courts that they were Shvuyos, then by saying Tahirani, they would be believed based on a, a Pesha, also a Pesha hitter. And Rabchanin accepted what they said, 
paskind that they're tahirois. Not only that, he told Rab Shemin Barabo, who was a Kayin, who was also a Shtikal Meshpacha, he said, Poik Ippo Go ahead and be Makadish these women, meaning these are women that you're allowed to marry. And then there was a big tumult that came out and emerged in Beis Medrash. The tumult was, is the Gemara says that apparently they were Aiden bin Medina Sayyam. And because they were Aiden bin Medina Sayyam that had information about what happened, so the Gemara held there was a little bit of a Chiddush, the Rabchanina was so rash and he paskin that these Nashim should be Mutter. And the Gemara had a little bit of a discussion. What was the nature of the Eidos that these Eidim and Medina Sayyam knew? And the Gemara said last words in Ksubas Chav Gimel Amad Aleph, Amr Avashi Eidei Tomer Itmar. There were Eidim and Medina Sayyam that knew that these women were Zinsa. And because they knew that these women were Zinsa, so it's for that reason the Gemara held that it was a Chiddush and that's why there was this huge tumul that how could Shmuel's daughters marry Rav Shem and Barabba, one of them, Bukhura, there were Aiden the Medina Sayyam that knew not just that she was a Shvuya, that she was actually Zinsa. Now, the Gemara never clarified what Sakabsha knew. If there were Aiden the Medina Sayyam that knew she was Zinsa, so how Taka was she allowed to now marry a Kayan? How was a Kayan allowed to marry her? So Taisvis has a little bit of a, an arichus, the last Taisvis in Ksubas Chav Gimel Aleph. And Taisvis says that, of course, you have to say that these Aiden didn't know for sure. That, or we didn't know for sure that there were Edom and Medina Sayyam, but there was a coil, there was a rumor. Meaning, a rumor spread that there were Edom and Medina Sayyam that knew that there was real tumor that took place, that she and these girls were Mazan. But being that it was only a rumor, Reb Hanina felt you should be Mekel. And the reason Reb Hanina felt you should be Mekel, Taisus quotes Rashi, who said, we don't know what this Rashi is, but Taisus had a Rashi that said, because Bishvuya Hikilu. Chazal will make them when it comes to a Shvuya. And the Emerson's, the Rishonim all speak out that it was a very, very big Chiddush what happened. Because ordinarily, if Bezdin is passing in Gashayla, and all of a sudden there's a coil, there's a rumor that spreads that there are Edom somewhere that knows what happened. They can't just be Mekel. They would have to figure out what the Edom had to say. Let's verify this rumor, verify this coil, and let's see Taka what happened. But over here there was a special Kula, Bishvuya Hekilu, and here they were Mekel, and they said that even though there's a rumor that there might be Edom somewhere, but all we're dealing with is a Shvuya, and being that all we're dealing with is a Shvuya, here we're going to be Mekel. Now, this Shvuya Hekilu has no Shaykhis to the Shvuya Hikilu that permeated the whole end of the parak. Because the whole Shvuya Hikilu of the end of the parak was that all we know is that this woman was a Shvuya. The question was, was she Mezana, was she not Mezana? So B'Shvuya, Chazal were Machmer, but at the same time they were Mekel, and therefore B'Shvuya Hikilu. Over here we have a real Chashash that there are Aden that know she was Mezana. And in Kala Tairakul, if you learn Hilchas Edis, you're going to find out that if there's a rumor there's Edim, Zogin Dirishayim, Bezdin has to do a proper due diligence. They can't close this case, Lakula, unless they figure out what these Edim have to say. Yet over here, Bishvuya Hikilu, what does this have to do with Bishvuya Hikilu? If there are Edim that know she was Mezana, then there's a Chashash, she might be a real Zayim. So Taisus quotes Rashi that said that the reason Chazal will make this because all this was was an Esalaf. All it is in this alive. At the end of the day, what's at stake? What's the worst thing that might happen? A Kaya might end up marrying this woman. Okay, if he does, he'll be over a love of Zoyna. Okay, all it is is in this alive now. It's in this alive. But relative to other sugis and chas, it's not that chamur. 
And Rashi Shita is that being that we're dealing with something that's merely an Israelav, in this case we could say, But Toysus has a very Gishmaka Kasha. But Toysus asks, Rabbeinu Tam said, I don't understand Rashi. Rashi, you're telling me that Shvuya is only in a gay Nisalav. Why is it only in a gay Nisalav? Because the Isra for a man, according to Mary Yazoyin, is a Loisase. Lechura, Ikonami Isaskila. Every Shvuya could be an Isaskila as well. How so? In Nisnes Lekayin. In the event that she's going to marry a Kayan, they're going to have a child. This child is going to grow up thinking that he's a Geher Gekayan. It turns out he's really not. It turns out he's a Ben Zaino. He's the child of a Zaino whose father was a Kayan, similar to the Ben Gerusha Ben Chalutza, which means that really he's a Chalo. What happens if he ends up doing the Avoidah on the Mizbeach on Shabbos? He does an Avoidah that involves Chil Shabbos. It's going to come out that he's Chayv Skila. For being Mechal Shabbos. Sazok, Rabbeinu Tam, Rashi, you said that Pshad in this other sugya of the Shvuya Hikilu on the bottom of Ksubas Chav Gimelamad Aleph is because Shvuya is just an Isalab, which by the way would mean it has nothing to do with Shvuya. It's more related to the fact that it's merely a Loisase. Freik Toisvis, how could that be? How could you tell me it's only a Loisase? Yeah, if all that happens is, is that the Kayan marries her, all it was was a Loisase. But what happens if they have a child? The child ends up doing the Avoid in the base, I make think he's a Kayin Kasher, and then we find out later that really he's a, a Chalol. So if we find out later that really he was a Chalol, so it comes out, if he would do the Avoid on Shabbos, a Chalol, doing the Avoid on Shabbos would involve this Eskila. Right? Some of the Malachis involved Chalol Shabbos, Shechita, Haktara, there's some Malachis that involved Malachi Shabbos. So what happens if this person, if he's a Kayin Kasher, then it's Beseder. But if he's a Chalol who's not allowed to do the Avoid, so it's going to come out that we have a problem, Zok, Rabbeinu Tam, it's for that reason I don't like Rashi's, Rashi's Pshat and the way he understood this other sugya of the Shvuya Hikilu, what then must the Pshat be? So Taisa goes, and Taisa says another Pshat, but I'll call him, Taisa's Kash on Rashi was, that how could Rashi say the whole sugya of Shvuya, all those Gemaras we learned, are sugyas of Chayvi Lavin, it's possible that the sugya of Shvuya would be a sugya of Chayvi Mises Bezen, even Chayvi Skilo. How so? If a coin would marry a a Shavuya, and it would turn out that really she was a Zaina, then he would have a child, the child that's a Chalol is not supposed to do the Avoida, if he would do the Avoida on Shabbos, where it involved Chil Shabbos, it comes out he's Chayef Skilo, where really he wasn't supposed to be Chayef Skilo. Freak the flaw. On Toysus here, on the bottom of Dafchov Gimel Amir Aleph, Toysus is a Pliyatzum. The flaw says, we know the Gemara says, we've spoken about this over the years, it's in Gemara in Kedushin Dav Samechvav and in other places as well, that even though a Chalol is not allowed to do the Avoida, even though a Chalol is technically not a, a Kasher Akayin, but at the same time, if a Kayin Chalol does the Avoida, the Avoida is Kshera. And the Gemara brings three different Makairas to it. The Makar that the Rambam quotes, the Halacha, is it says, Baruch Hashem Cheloi, Ufayol Yodav Terzah, and we learn from there that Afilu Chulim Shabai Terzah, that if a Chalol would go and a Chalol would do the Avoida, so the Avoida would be an Avoida Kshera. Zoktafla, Zoysay Meres, it's Mavur that if a Chalol does the Avoida, the Avoida is a Kshera. So if the Avoida is Avoida Kshera, then why if a Chalol would do the Avoida on Shabbos, where it involved Chalol would we say that he was Mechal Shabbos? L'chayra, if the Avoid is kosher, so why should it be Chil Shabbos? And it's a Mephurah Shigemara that when a Cholol does the Avoida, it's an Avoida Kshayra, Baruch Hashem Chelo Ufayol Yod of Terza, it's a freak, 
Dafla and Toysvis. Toysvis said every Shvuy could be Negea is a Skilo. If the child would do the Avoida on Shabbos, where it involves Chilo Shabbos, Zavonachon. It's not true. Because even if he does the Avoida on Shabbos, being that the Avoida is Ksher, Ayyaz Acholo, Baruch Hashem, Chiloi, Ufalel Yadav, Tirza. So it comes out, Avoida is Kosher. Avoida is Kosher. Why should it involve Chilo Shabbos? That's the Flos Kash. And the Flos is a very big Kiddish to answer this Kash. Ayin Sham, the Mechaschinuch brings this Afla in a place, and he's Mephalful in this Afla. But I was thinking, maybe you could say a Pshat, based on something that we've spoken about in the past, and really, Ksubis, we know is Shas Katan, which means it has everything in it. This is a little Kinech of Kachim, but I think it's Kedai. And that is, we learned in the end of Mesachtis Yuvamis, we went through the Sugis of Chal, we went through the Gemaras, and we went through some Raid as well. And one thing that emerges is, is that a cholol is kizar l'chol davar. The Ram Washington in many places is that a cholol is a czar. What does it mean he's a czar? His father's a kayan. So if his father's a kayan, you would think he's a kayan. But at the same time, in the event that his mother's a psula, he is a cholol, which makes him a czar. Even l'kula, he can marry a grusha. He can't eat truma. He is a full-fledged czar. Not only that, the Gemara in Perak Arl has a lotion that a cholol is lav zareshalaharen. In Yevomis, we spoke out some lumbus, what that means. But he's not even nisiyaches to aharen. You can't even call him up for an aliyah as if his father is a koyin and he's kadosh piktushasi shalaharen. He's completely terminated as far as his yichos misera hakuhuna goes. He is a full fledged czar. Stating that, the Gemara says in Kedushin Samachvav, Baruch Hashem Chelo Yipal of Yod of Tertzeh, that if Cholo would do the Avoida, the Avoida would be a kosher Avoida. So here's the Chakira. Yesh Lachker, very, very basic Chakira. What's together in the fact that when a Cholo does the Avoida, the Avoida is kosher? Is the Vart that a Cholo is a Zar? He's a Sar Lachol Dover. If you can marry a Grusha and you can't give him Truma, and the Gemara says, Lav Zarish Allah Mikri, means he's a Zar. He's a full-fledged Zar. It says if he came from Shevet Zvulun. But at the same time, that if he does the Avoida, the Avoida is going to be kosher. Now, ordinarily, if a Zar does the Avoida, the Avoida is possible. But here there's a Chiddush that if a Zar does the Avoida, the Avoida is going to be kosher. Oye Shloimar, the Geder of Baruch Hashem Cheloi, Ufoyal Yod of Tirza, is not that he's a Zar who's Avoida's kosher. But the Geder is that Klape Avoida, we look at him as a Kayin. It's a carve out. In the whole concept that a cholol is a czar. The says regarding marrying a grusha, regarding truma, and regarding tumas, kayanim, and all these different halachas, it's true, we treat him like a czar. But when the Torah said, Baruch Hashem Cheloi, what the Torah was saying was, is that there is one parish in the Torah that we don't look at him as a czar. There's one parish in the Torah that we look at him as a kayan. Meaning it's a chiddish nifla that you have someone that in every single area in Shulchan Aruch we view as a czar, but in one area somehow we're treating him like a kayan. The question is, what's the lumdis? Is the lumdis that he's a czar l'chal davar, that even though ordinarily a czar can't do the avoida and his avoida is nishkan avoida, but over here his avoida is going to be an avoida, or kamash one that klapi avoida, we actually treat him like a kain. I think it's a very basic elementary chakira that we have every right to clear. Then this is the mechaschinach in two places. It's a mitzvah shin tzaddik, and it's also a mitzvah ayin reshe, also known as reish ayin he, says that it's posher to him that if a cholo would do the avoida, he would be over the iser that a czar has of doing the Avoida. And not just that, if he did it b'meizid, it would be chayv misa b'day shamayim, just like a czar is chayv misa b'day shamayim when he does certain Avoidas. And the bottom of the Mechaz Chinuch, the Metzayin, different Mar Mekoymis of G'day Le'achroin, where it seems that like not everybody agreed with this Chiddush of the Mechaz Chinuch. 
Why? Because at the end of the day, if a chal does the avoid, the avoid is kosher. So why would it be so poshit that if he does the avoid, he's over the iser that a czar has for doing the avoid, and that he would even be chayim misa b'day shamayim? But al koponim. From the Mechas it sounds like if he's over the Isser Zar and he gets the Oynish that a Zar gets from doing the Avoidah, that means that even in Hilchas Avoidah, we really treat him like a Zar. Aye, the Avoidah is kosher. No, must be the Pshad is that even though he's a Zar, still the Avoidah is going to be kosher. One Gishmaka Hoysafa to this, maybe, and that is if a Zar does the Avoidah, a regular Zar, not a Chal, if a regular Zar does the Avoidah, so the Allah is the Avoidah is an Avoidah Psula, right? It's not a kosher Avoidah. What's the Makar to it? So the Gemara in the beginning of the second parak, Masach Tezvachim, brings a Limud. We learn that from a Limud, there's a Drashon, that if a Zor would do the Avoidah, that the Avoidah would be possible. Rabbi Kiveger, in Masach Tezvachim, fake Rabbi Kiveger, that I understand. Why do I need a Pasuk? It's in Tezvachim, on the base, to tell me that if a Zor does the Avoidah, but the Avoidah is Pesulah. We know there's Machlik, it's a Baivarava, in the beginning of Masach Tezmura. If someone does an Isser, I ovid mahani or I ovid loy mahani. Rav Shita is I ovid loy mahani. So freight up kivegre gishmak kakasha. According to Rav that holds I ovid loy mahani. So why do I need a pasuk to tell me that if a zar does the avoida, the avoida is not a kosher avoida? It's posh. I ovid loy mahani. A zar is not allowed to do the avoida. And Afal Pekin, he did it, so he's an E of it. Allah should be loy mahani. As I freight up kivegre. Why do I need a pasuk to tell me that if a zar does the avoida, the avoida is not a Avoida, meaning there's no ritzoy, you need a kayin to do the avoida all over again, it's pashit. E avid, loy mahani, there's an isa for a zar to do it. So if you hold the avid mahani like abaya, it's very good. But Rava holds the avid loy mahani, it's a fake rab kiveger, that according to Rava who holds the avid loy mahani, why do I need a pasik? Zot rab kiveger, l'shoyme hazav, gam yeish loymer, kivan de matzinu bechalol, af de muzer. You find a chalop who's not allowed to do the avoida. But him other b'shoigig. But if he does the avoid the b'shoigig, avoid the sekshera, the avoid is going to be kosher. Kiti isa b'kedushin dafsach mafav amibes v'yalef lamikroy, and it's learned out from psukin. Haregila kra. So the Torah was just megalatos. The bazara the avoid the avoid mahani. I'll tell you a posh the terrors. Because a cholol is like a czar. A cholol is also not allowed to do the avoida. And Afal Pekin, if he did the avoida, Kivega says, Beshoig, it's big, Machlik is Beshoig, and whether it's Beshoig, it's But the bottom line is, if he does it, for sure Beshoig, that loch is Avoidasak Sheira, Baruch Hashem Chele, and all the drushes that the Gemara brings. So you see that even though he was an E of it, still it was Mahani. So Kivega said that had I not had a posse to tell me that if a czar does the avoida, it's possible, I would have thought that maybe avoida over here, even the mandama that holds the avoida Mahani, is going to hold the Yavad Mahani because Cholol Teichiach because you see it from a Cholol Kamash Mon that if a Zar does the Yavad it's going to be possible but Al-Kopan Rabbi Kivegra seems to be shtelling to and comparing a Zar doing the Yavad to a Cholol doing the Yavad a Cholol doing the Yavad to a Zar doing the Yavad Ad Kitekach Zor Rabbi Kivegra that I needed a Pesach to tell me that if a Zar does the Yavad the Yavad is going to be possible ah Yavad Loi Mahani because I would have thought Cholol Teichiach a Cholol is also an Yavad he also was over an Yisr like the Mechazchanuch said he was over the Yisr which Yisr which is, it doesn't say in the Torah, Chal is not to do the Avaidah, it's Azaras, he's Azar. And because he's Azar, so he did that. But the bottom line is, is that Mechazchenach, Reb Kideger, the Gedele Achreinim seem to have named on that if a Chal does the Avaidah, he's over the Isra Zaras, the Unshim of Zaras. And if that's the case, you see that even in Hilchas Avaidah, we treat him like Azar. So it be more glad and more mistabber to say that even though you find that his Avaidah is kosher, which is in contrast to an ordinary Zar, where his, where his Avoid is going to be possible, but the get that varim is that he's a czar, true, and a czar ordinarily, if he does the avoid, it's possible. Zvachim tezvav learned out from Sokin. Chalol's different based on the Xeris Hakasev that even though he's a czar, 
still his avoid is going to be kosher. Inami, you can always fetch the other tzad, and you could always say that it's true. Klapi the iser avoida, we treat him like a czar. But klapi the kashrus of the avoida, we treat him like a kayan. But at the end of the day, the gather advarim of why the avoida is kosher is not because we see him as a czar that's doing the avoida, who's somehow, in this case, is avoida kosher. But klapi the kashrus of the avoida, we see him as arish alaharim, we see him like a kayan kosher, and therefore it's going to be kosher. It could be that really this Chakira is a Mefurish Gemara. It's a Gemara Mesech, this Makis, a very Gishmaki Gemara, Tafiral from the days. The Gemara over there discusses the Allah of the Ritzech B'Shoigig. We know a Ritzech B'Shoigig goes to Golis until the King Godel dies. The Gemara says, what happens if somebody was Ritzech B'Shoigig and then the King Godel, who's reigning at the time, was found to be a Ben Garusha Ben Chalutza. He was found to be a Chalo. What happens to the Ritzach? Does he leave Golos or does he not leave Golos? It was a Machlikis Amiram. Chadamar once said, Yeah, he leaves Golos because the Kohen Gadol just died. Now he didn't physically die, but his Kohuna died. And because his Kohuna died, Mesa Kohuna, he's going to go free. The Chadamar, the other one said just the opposite, Butler Kohuna. You know what just happened? What just happened was it was a Gloi Muslim Afreya that this Kayan Gadol was never a Kayan. So if he was never a Kayan, it means a Gloi Muslim Afreya was never a Kayan Gadol. What's that luck if somebody kills somebody Bishogin and there's no Kayan Gadol? That luck is Enoi Chayzal Oilam. He's stuck forever. So the Gemara says there was a Machloikis, literally Mikotzal Akotzal, from sea to shining sea. One man said, Mesa Kahuna. We found that he's Ben Grusham and Chalutza. Okay, so the Kahuna just died, you go home. The other man said, Batal Kahuna. We look at it as. There was never a Kohen Gadol, because he was never really a Kohen. He was Ben Gushman Kalusi, he's a Zar. So if there was never a Kohen Gadol, he's going to remain forever. So the Gemara is mafalful a little bit in this Machlaikis, and the Gemara says, What's Pshad in the Mandama that holds Mesa Kahuna? So the Gemara, you know Pshad in the Mandama is Mesa Kahuna, meaning Lechaira, where it's not Mesa Kahuna, Lechaira, it's Batal Kahuna, because it was a Glaim, mostly he was never a Kohen. So the Gemara, it's not true. Because being that Talach is that if a Cholo does the Avoida, the Avoida is Kshera. Bidi Eved, let's say, Bishoigeg. So it comes out that any avoider that he did Lamafreya was really a kosher avoider. And being that any avoider that he did Lamafreya was really a kosher avoider, so it's going to come out that really he was a Koyen and now Mesa Kahuna. So what's the Tzad Mesa Kahuna? It sounds like the Tzad that needs to fend for itself. It sounds like the Tzad HaMichudashes. It's because of Baruch Hashem Chelai. Because the avoider is a kosher avoider, so Epis Vos, he was a Koyen. Now, we found that he's a chol. Now we're not going to let him do the avoid anymore. Since it's going to come out now that it was Mesa Kahuna. That's Pshad in the Mandam of Mesa Kahuna. What does the Mandam of Batal Kahuna hold? What's the other time? Partial learning of Gemara here, Marcus. What does the Mandam of Batal Kahuna hold? Could be the Mandam that holds Batal Kahuna held more Pashat. He held that it's true Baruch Hashem Cheloi. It's true that any avoider that he did was a kosher avoider. Abinishni din kayamidin zar. There's a Chiddush that a zar that does the avoider. B'shoigig, when he's a chalol, it's going to be ordinarily zvachim tesvav. There's a limit that a zar does the avoider. It's not okay. Here, fakir. There's a drosha that says it is going to be kosher. Thus, it's the Mandam that holds Mesa Kahuna holds that when the Cholo does the Avoida, when we say the Avoida is kosher, it's kosher begeder koyin during the Avoida. The mandoma that it says Batla Kahuna holds that the gather of a Cholo doing the Avoida is not begeder 
a Koyen doing the Avoid and therefore it's kosher. It's together a Zor doing the Avoid. And although ordinarily when a Zor does the Avoid, it's not kosher. But over here, Shteta Chiddush, that it's going to be kosher. I think it's glat and Geshmak in the Gemara here, Mesach Tesmak is Tafyud Beis. What is the Rambam Paskin? If you look in the Rambam, in Hilchas Ritzeach, Ushmir Sanefesh, it's Perek Zayin, it's Halach Yud Beis, Okter Rambam, Nigmar Dinoi, there was a Gemara Din, some of his He's going to have to now spend some time in Golis. And then we find out that the Kangod is Bangush Ben Chalutso. Botlo Kahuna. Ukilu Nigmar Din, I believe Kangod of the Inner Yotz Misham It's Botlo Kahuna. Does this the Rambam help Botlo Kahuna that we look at him as if he was a czar? I, Davoida was Kasha. I know Davoida was Kasha. Rambam Paskins Baruch Hashem Chelo, who followed Yod of Terza. Ram knows this halacha, but together of that halacha is that he was a czar. Like the Mechaschinuch said, he's over this czar, and he's Bichai Misa Bidei Shemayim, and Avada, he's a czar. That ordinarily a czar that does the avoid that avoid this puzzle. Over here, the czar that does the avoid it's kosher. It's all based on limudim, like Rabbi Vega said. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, the Rambam's maskon, and as Zovi says, Mashur the Mechaschinuch, and maybe also Rabbi Vega, and maybe that's the Hakira here in the Gemara and Makistaf Yudbeis is, is that together of a cholo who's a czar lechol davar, yet his avoida be the evidence kosher is that we look at him as a czar. Who did the Avoida? And if Azar did the Avoida, ordinarily it's possible, but in this instance, there's going to be an exception to the rule. In this instance, it's going to be Kasha. Maybe we can answer the Haflos Kasha based on Ray that we spoke about over the years, and that is the Sharamelech makes a, a diuk in a Rashi Mesechtes Yuvamis in Perik Arba Achim Daflam and Gimel Amad Beis the Gemara there was discussing Azor Sheshimesh B'Shabbos Azor did the Avoid on Shabbos it's in the Sugi of Isra Chal Aliser so one of the talked away Sugis in Yuvamis is in Perik Arba Achim we have the Alocha of the, the really the Sugi of Isra Chal Aliser says the Gemara Azor that did the Avoid on Shabbos Yesh Kam Yishum Zoros or Mishum Shabbos he's Chayiv too He's chayef for a czar doing the avodah, which he wasn't allowed to do. And he's chayef for being mechal Shabbos. If he did the avodah on Shabbos, he's going to be chayef too. And the Gemara has a whole discussion, a very gishmaki discussion. What was the avodah that this czar did, that we're discussing he should be a chayef for czar, chayef Shabbos? Marshall. Let's say he did zrika. So he'd be chayef for a czar. Zar is not allowed to do zrika, but there's no Mr. Shabbos. There's no chil Shabbos involved by doing the zrika. Gemara says, Maybe it's muktza, but it's not a realistic day, right? So, which would be chayef, miso. So, what's the case of Zar Shashimesh? So, the Gemara throws out a bunch of, situ- a bunch of different uh, possibilities. The first possibility, that the most obvious, is maybe it was shechita. He shechted. Oh, shechita is chil Shabbos, and shechita, maybe a Zar is not allowed to do. But the Gemara says, Ibe shechita, shechita, Zar Kshayra, a Zar is not chayef for doing shechita. We know shechita lava voidi, shechita kshayra, so it can't be Zar Shashimesh. Shabbos Chayv Shtayim is when he shechted on Shabbos. Why? Because the Zohar is a lot of shechted on Shabbos. Look, Rashi, Shechita B'Zohar Kshayro. This is a beautiful Rashi. Three words tucked away in Yuvam Islam at Gimel Amad Beis. The Inkan Zaros. How could you tell me it's Chayim Yishom Zaros? L'chayr Shechita Kshayro B'Zohar. Frank the Shara Melech. Why Rashi only say the Inkan Zaros? That if a Zohar would shecht on Shabbos, he wouldn't be Chayv Shtayim because he wouldn't be Chayv Mishum Zaros because the Zohar is a lot of shecht. Rashi should have said better. The Inkan Zaros. The Inkan Shabbos. Both. There's no Zarus and there's no Shabbos. Zok to Sharamelech. You see from Rashi or Dover Niflo. You see that even though Shechit is Ksher Bazar. But a Zor that shechts on Shabbos would be Mechal Shabbos. And even though there was Shechita going on on Shabbos in the Beis HaMikdosh, but only Kayhanim were allowed to shecht on Shabbos. But as it relates to a Zor shechting on Shabbos, a Zor that shechts on Shabbos is going to be a... Bazaar. That's true. But on Shabbos, only a Kayan. This that 
Avoidos hutcher and chuya eitzel Shabbos. That's only for a koyin, but not for what the pshat is. That's not for now. But that's the dig that the Shara Melech made in Rashi. But al kaponos uvur in Rashi that even though a czar is allowed to do a shchita and shchita is kshere bazar, but if a czar would checked on Shabbos, he would be mechal Shabbos. Is lefize yesh shloimar niflo. Toisve is asked on Rashi. Rashi said b'shvuya hikilu even when there's eight day tumah sometimes. And what's the get that from? Because all of this is a chayvei laven. What worse than a chayvei laven can come from a shvuya? I'll tell you what worse can come. What happens if a Koyan marries a Shvuya? It's Nizbara, she's a Zoyna. He has a child. The child grows up not chapping, he's a Cholol. He does have Oida in the base Hamikdash on Shabbos that involved Chol Shabbos. It's going to be in his Eskila. Freak the flow. Why is it going to be in his Eskila? Tavoid is Kshera. So if Tavoid is Kshera, Baruch Hashem Cheloi. We know that Avoid is kosher. So Avoid is kosher. Why would he be Mechal Shabbos? The Teretz says it's true that Avoid is kosher. But it's kosher as a Zor that did the Avoid. Because at the end of the day, he's a Zor. He's a fighting Zor. I, the Avoid is kosher. Shteta Chiddush. That whereas in Zvachim, we have a Lima that if a Zor does the Avoid, it's possible. Tosh Teta Afko. Tosh Teta, it's going to be kosher. But together at Vorim of a Chol doing the Avoid and it being kosher is, he's kosher as a Zor. Oh, if he's only kosher as a czar. That's the Shara Melech Stiyak in Rashi in Yavam Islam at Gimel Amid Beis. With Shechita, we're a Vaditz Ksheru Bazaar. And Shechita, you're allowed to do on Shabbos, but not a czar. And if a czar does Shechita on Shabbos, it's Mavur in the Sugi in Yavamis that there's going to be a Chi of Misa with a Chi of Khatas with the Ganze Ganskeit. So Lechoyra Ocholol doing Shara Voidois is comparable to a czar doing Shechita. Shechita is Ksheru Bazaar, but not on Shabbos. Shara Voidois Aksheru is Becholol. A Benisht of Shabbos. So it could be the Teretz to the Haflos Kasha on Rabbeinu Tam. In Ksubis, Chavkimul Amad Aleph, and by the way, this Rabbeinu Tam is also in Kedushan, Dafyud Beis is going to be the same as the Diuk that the Shara Melech made in Rashi, Yavam Islam, and Gimel Amad Beis. When you learn these sugyas, so this Rashi is a very famous Mufursim de Rashi, Rashi, Yavam Islam, and Gimel Amad Beis, where it's Mufur in Rashi, that even though Shchit is Ksheir Bazar, but on Shabbos, the Bazar would do Shchita, he'd be Mechal Shabbos, maybe we found a Chover. Maybe we found the Tanah de Masayele Tarashi, and who is that? It's Rabbeinu Tam. Then Rabbeinu Tam, maybe it's also Mavur. This Yisoyed, the Teretz that Aflos Kasha, that even though Avoidus Kasha doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be Mutter on Shabbos. Rashi said it regarding a regular Zar as it relates to Shechita. Rabbeinu Tam is saying it regarding the more Mechudish the Zar, the Cholol as it relates to Shara Avoidus.